0: Hi, I'm Michael Hartman. I'm Naomi Liu.
1: And I'm Mike Rizzo. And this is OpsCast.
0: A podcast for marketing ops pros.
1: And RevOps pros.
0: Created by the Pros, the number one community for marketing operations professionals.
2: Tune in to each episode as we chat with real professionals to help elevate you in your marketing
0: operations career. All right. We're live. This is awesome. Thanks <laughs> right, to see you sad. everyone who's <laughs> out there listening or recording. Welcome to the First Episode Ops Cast by the MoPros. We are very excited to kick off this podcast with you all. Uh, all the rest of the marketing operations professionals, including my dogs there. Um, you know, of course, we you know we're we're happy to bring in anybody who wants to be a part of this and just learn or whatever. Um today we've got uh your hosts today, co-hosts today are Naomi Liu, and Mike Rizzo, and I'm Michael Hartman. Uh, today, you know, with this kickoff episode, one of the things we, we know is a challenge out there is just like, what is the definition of marketing ops? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk some about how we got there and what we see as kind of the, the key things to learn to, to do well and in in, in move up, and, you know, kind of a little bit about why there's maybe a lack of... Uh, you know, development opportunities out there in general. So, we're ready to kick it off. Um, If you've got a question, let us know. Um, And I think we'll be able to bring you on as well. But for now, we're going to kind of let everybody introduce themselves. Let's start with you, Naomi.
2: Sure. So, hi, everyone. I'm Naomi, and I am the Director of Global Marketing Operations at Electronics for Imaging or EFI for short. Um, And I have spent like the last decade of my career working in the enterprise B two B software space for tech companies, and you know I really enjoy working in marketing ops because it's one of those career paths that's allowed me to exercise both the right and left side of my brain. Um, I, I would say that I definitely came to my career in a bit of an unconventional way. Um, I've always had. Just a very strong technical aptitude. Um, I taught myself how to code HTML as a kid and I built my first website when I was 12 or 13 and I've just always been fascinated with computers and that you could you know input something into this box and it would do what you told it to do. Um, You know I'm just super excited about the show launch and talking shop with people that I view as you know much smarter than myself so. Awesome. How
0: about how about if I go next uh, to Michael Hartman I um I've worked at a couple of different places. Uh, Most recently was the director of demand demand and marketing tech at Freeman company, big events company. And similar to Naomi, I I actually started um, my career in IT management consulting and had an engineering degree coming out of college and kind of found my way into marketing through database marketing back when it was setting up call centers and uh, doing a bunch of direct mail. So you, yeah, I was one of the people behind you getting all those credit card uh, offers uh, for a while, but um, you know, as things have evolved, I, what I what really attracted me was the ability for with the technology, and it was evolving, was to be able to really understand what was effective or not. And so that's been a big part of what I've enjoyed is you know really that that piece of it. The other the other big piece is you know I'm a curious sort of learner as well, and. You know, what I like about these ops roles is that they're in the middle of, you know, there's a little bit of marketing, there's a little bit of IT, there's a little bit of finance, there's a little bit of legal, there's a little, like, there's a little bit of sales, all of those different components and being in the middle of that, and you know, having to kind of shift your focus and speak different languages, if you will, has always been a part of what's attracted me and kept me in it. Mike, how about you?
3: Yeah, uh, so I guess introduction-wise, I, I'm Mike Rizzo. I am the founder of uh Mopros the community that uh is hosting this show uh, but Michael as you've heard from has graciously decided to step in and and help uh curate and craft some really nice content I think you'll hear from myself and Naomi on a pretty regular basis as well but um you know I, I guess the first thing to say is thank you to Michael for uh helping us out with this first run of the show and and hopefully a continued um a continued broadcast for everyone to participate in. So, you know, I think this is a prime example of why we come together as a community, right? We want to help each other uh, elevate our status in the in the space of marketing operations. And so that's you know largely why I had created the community. At least early on in my career, I was I was quite alone, as many of us are in the marketing ops function. And um, I started the community in 2017. It was really, I don't think you would have called it a community then. It was just a channel on Slack and people, I wrote a blog post about it. People showed up, um, kept asking to get invited. And eventually we uh, automated the process. Thanks be to the automation gods. And over time we've grown. So, you know, I think as of today we have like 1,420 members in the community and, um, and we are trying to, um, find more and more ways to elevate each other in the space of marketing operations and you know really again a prime example of that is is michael having an opportunity to step in and uh, help share some knowledge and collect knowledge from everybody in the community on this on this new show that uh, we're producing so i'm really excited about it um and i hope that everybody else who ends up tuning in at some point here in the future you'll be able to come in and talk shop with us and um, talk about all the hot topics in, in marketing operations and I'm sure we won't shy away from things like rev ops and CS ops and sales ops and all of those things as Michael alluded to you you often have to touch many different roles in many different departments and many different functions. So um, You know, maybe you're playing a little bit of that role and wearing that hat sometimes and maybe you're actually moving in that direction So we'd love to hear from everybody and I'm really excited about it
0: Awesome yeah so this this is going to be an interesting uh i think topic that we've probably all sort of gone around the the horn around a little bit and i've seen a number of conversations from people uh whether it's through our slack communities or other online forums or just uh, you know one-on-one discussions is just you know you know what is marketing ops and since this show is really meant for marketing ops professionals or those who want to get in it you know i think it's important for us to try, start talking about what do we see is what is marketing ops, right? What are the components to it? What are the things that are sometimes with it? Some what are the things that are sort of always with it. And that's kind of how I think about it. But, you know, maybe Mike, why don't you start, since this is your, you know, you started the community, like when you think of marketing ops, what do you, like, what does that mean to you? And maybe a corollary is, you know, when, when people out, like your, your parents ask you, like, what do you do and it's marketing ops, how do you describe it to somebody who's not, Kind of in the middle of it.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I know Naomi has a really funny answer for that question, <laughs> or at least at least we've talked about it in the past. Um, I my parents like certainly don't. They they just stop trying to explain to people what it is that I do. They just say that I'm in marketing. Um, which is it's such a, it's a bummer because the nature of the role is so technical and so interesting right like marketing ops as a function um i think you kind of we talked to uh, naomi you said it at the beginning of your introduction right left right brain and left brain right we get to do very technical interesting strategic thought processes while also being quite creative it's like trying to figure out how to piece together technology uh to accomplish a business objective I think is like how I would define marketing ops in a in a really, really light nutshell. Um, you've got business objectives, you've got tools, marketing ops is a way to kind of bridge the gap between trying to achieve those outcomes with the tools that maybe your company has purchased. Um, so, I don't know, that that would be my stab at it. I, 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 going anything beyond that just gets confusing for folks. I think. <laughs> Folks that aren't
2: I've, just in started
3: to say, I've just started to say IT for marketing, honestly. IT for marketing, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my, I use I use a similar sort of corollary or, uh, you know, version is, you know, people are more familiar with, like, accountants don't actually still write things down in a ledger, right? They have technology that enables them to do that. And marketing ops is kind of that for marketing. So, you know, that's that's what yeah. I think about it.
3: Yeah, I could see that. And I think <laughs> I think what happens really fast, too, is that like um, you see a transition from, you know, like it's not just about the tool, though, right? Like um, I think that's probably where the core of my passion comes in um, for the marketing ops community at large, you know, thinking about MoPros in general. Um, it's not just about being really good at leveraging a piece of technology to do a function of your job. So like. I agree with you, you know, using using you're not writing things in a ledger. You've got tools for that now um, is is definitely the step in the direction of marketing operations. Right. Like we we use the tools to to better enable ourselves and our our team members to achieve their outcomes. But like it's so much more than just being an expert inside of like one particular tool set. Um, My son, my son is going to join us for the call. Um, So hold on a second.
0: <laughs> so hey, so Naomi how about you and I you know well Mike's uh, dealing with real life here um talk a little <laughs> bit about like when when you think of it, like when you, but once you get past the like how do you explain it to somebody who's not in it yeah. you know how like what do you think of as the components of marketing ops that are you know and I and I know I would think of it as like these are the non-negotiables these are almost always part of it And then these other ones sometimes are there, but not always depending on the size of the company or they're embedded in kind of the people, but not necessarily a formal um, or chart component, if you will.
2: Yeah, I mean, I and Mike and I have talked about this at length as well too, and it's interesting because he comes at it from like a small or medium-sized company perspective, and I'm coming at it from, you know, maybe a larger enterprise perspective. And, you know, from from my perspective, yes, the technology piece is a huge component of it, but a lot of my day to day is around managing like timelines, people's expectations, technology adoption, change management is a huge one anxiety management and not so much like on myself or my team but like on behalf of you know our business partners as well too right because technology can be scary if it's not something you're you know if you're if you don't necessarily have strong technical aptitude or if you are not somebody that's in the tools all day long maybe you know your skill set and your expertise lies somewhere else you know there can be anxiety when things change all the time as they do in our world you know it's even hard sometimes I don't know about you guys, but for me to keep up with everything that's happening, all these tools that are coming out, all of the acquisitions that happen, all of the, you know, you know, new releases and new features is just constant, right? And so just imagine what that feels like for somebody that is not directly interfacing with the tools. And a lot of that is, you know, I feel at least on my side, um, because we are a centralized ops team, is how do I and this is what keeps me up at night too you know aside from rogue emails going out to the entire database at 3am in the morning like you know and that hasn't happened for a very long time knock on wood but you know things that keep me up at night is you know how do I make sure that I'm that the, the knowledge gap between my team and the business partners that we support doesn't get bigger and bigger and bigger over time right it needs like we need to make sure that they're coming along with us on this journey so they you know know what to do know how to do it know what to expect, and that's something that I feel on, you know, the upside side is that's how I would define it too. It's A lot of it honestly is change management.
0: Yeah, I, I love that idea of anxiety management. I've never thought about it from that perspective, yeah. but I can see it, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious things like, oh, an email is going to go out to a pretty large audience and is, is everything buttoned up, right? Do we have the right dates and times for our webinar or do yeah. we have it where the person's first name is going to go out? Like, all those things that we all have probably gone through Something going out that wasn't right. Um, You know, I always, I I, I actually, so for me, it's funny. I always have a a story because I actually have a friend who literally is a neurosurgeon, right? And I, you know, I I don't know many, there's probably nobody in marketing ops who has quite the responsibility, right? It doesn't mean that it's not important that you get things right. But I think I, I, you know, and I've had new people on my teams, I've always kind of said, look, especially if they've never done, push the button, if you will, on on a big email, like, just know that right your anxiety is going to go down over time and at some point you're going to have one that's not going to be right right and we've probably all gone through it Um, oh yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well yeah so my anxiety hasn't gone down I I still. Need some help managing it, Mike. I I mean, I've run a community of you know not that many. You know, I think it's a great size community. I'm sure there's more of us out there, but like I, I send an email to around 1,400 of us every once a month, and I still get nervous every single time I hit send. Um, and so come step into
2: my come step into my office. I have a
3: (laughs) yeah right (laughs) therapist. I need like I need like a yeah, a Zen therapy session or something like that. Yeah, and I think like going back to what you're talking about, as far as like making sure the knowledge gap doesn't increase, um, Naomi, you know, between business partners and your team and all that stuff. I, I think that you know, I asked a question in our actual community forum around, you know, defining what it means to be kind of a certified marketing operations professional and. And, you know, letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, like, I think that's one of my biggest missions for this community is trying to figure out, like, in the answer to this question, like, what is it, what does a marketing operations professional really do? I think we have an opportunity as a collective group, not just us on the call, but every single member of this uh, community and those that aren't yet in it, to try to define what it means to be a marketing operations professional and actually become, like, a certified marketing operations professional, right? Like, um, you've seen like certifications for ISO and all that stuff that are usually driven by external kind of factors that say that there needs to be an adherence to excellence, and and therefore this external agency kind of creates this thing that people need to um, to level themselves up to, or organizations need to level themselves up to. I think it's actually a little bit reversed in this case. Um, I think for for long enough we've been trying to to illustrate the importance of the function of marketing operations. And today, I think it's seen as a, a pretty mission critical function inside of an organization for those that actually have the technology suites inside of their tech stacks, right? They, they know they need someone to own these tools to make, them, to make them work right and to make them sing and to get some ROI out of them. But I think there's still a job to be done in terms of managing up is kind of the way that i refer to it and i think our responsibility as professionals in this space and as this community continues to grow is to define what it means to be a certified marketing operations professional and go beyond the lines of just technology and leveraging technology and being an expert in marketo for example or an expert in hubspot right just because i'm certified in that platform doesn't mean i'm a certified marketing ops professional the certified marketing ops professional and what it really means to be in marketing ops is a lot of what you were just talking about Naomi. Like, yes, I do come from the smaller organization side of things and you're in the enterprise side of things, but the uh, the day in day out challenges that we're faced with are pretty pretty similar, right? Like I'm, I'm going across uh, quote unquote party lines as I do my air quotes um, to go talk to sales ops and talk to CS ops and talk to the IT team and ensure that they all have buy-in on what we are going to do at each stage of the funnel as people come through this tech stack and i think that's really where you start to step into the realm of what it means to be in marketing operations right like you're really starting to engage these other functions you're not just like super super versed at writing you know queries and and that kind of stuff inside of marketo or something like that i don't know it's just my my two cents
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you're hitting on something, I, I think it, going back to the like what is what is included in marketing ops, I think one of the things that is almost always, if not always, there is technology stack require, you know management, right, both the day to day operations of it and the ongoing strategy of how it fits in. Um, once you get past that, I think the other um, responsibilities in marketing operations tend to vary quite a bit, actually. And and I think that's part of part of the challenge here is that, and it's part of why I think the majority of the available training and certification and things like that is centered around the technologies, you know, the vendors and those those kinds of things. But it doesn't really, you know, if you want someone who's going to come in and be able to not only do that, plus be able to think about how does this all relate to the whole customer journey across marketing to sales to support, then that requires a different mindset about thinking about things and sometimes making trade-offs about um, how you use technology across those different parts of the journey. So, you know, you know, and and I think you layer on top of that, then company size and where they are, where the growth opportunities are, how they go to market and, and a little bit about, you know, where you are in terms of your, you know, are you more of a hands-on individual contributor? Are you a team of one? Are you a leader of people within this part? And, And I think, you know i think if, if if there were things that could be addressed across all that that's i think that's where i would love to see you know professional development for this not only for people coming in but also people who are moving up in their career so how do you know how, what do you like what do you, you know what would you think is going to be the future of that where do you see that going you know over the next you know year five years ten years
1: Hey everyone, it's Mike Rizzo here, and I'm interrupting your episode to bring you a brief message about, you might have guessed it, Mopsapalooza 2024, our second annual conference held in the vibrant city of Anaheim, California. We're hosting this hybrid event from the 5th of November through the 8th, and we would love for you to join us in person in Anaheim. But if you can't, please join us via live stream, courtesy of our sponsor, Excel Events. We're excited to offer an opportunity for professionals just like you to connect, learn, and grow among the best in the industry. Our event promises to be a highlight of the year, offering invaluable professional development experiences, live workshops, and of course, networking with your peers. Don't miss out on this incredible gathering right next to Disneyland in Southern California. Tickets are going fast. We will cap registration at 700 attendees. Secure your pass by visiting marketingops.com today. And we're looking forward to welcoming you to what is guaranteed to be an unforgettable event. It might just be the best event you've ever attended. But don't take my word for it. You can ask the community at any time. We'll see you there.
3: Mm. That's a good question. Naomi what do you think where are we going the next year five years?
2: I mean like is COVID still around (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) I mean I think that really depends right so I mean I think if we kind of just to kind of circle back a little bit on you know like what does it mean to be a marketing arts professional I think that definition as well like is going to vary depending on if you want to be an individual contributor if you want to lead a team, for example, right, and there, you know, and it depends on what you want out of your career, and I feel like, you know, definitely the, the, if you want to lead a team, and the higher up you go in your career, the further away you get away from the technology, and it's, like, kind of that fine balance between, you know, at least for me as well, as like, I don't want to ever be so far away from the technology that I don't know what I'm talking about, right, like, if my team comes to me and asks me a question about something or my opinion, I need to still know that, you know, I, have the data and the information to back that to back that up. Um as far as where the industry is gonna go in five or ten years, I mean, I would like to think that the work that we're doing right now is going to help to, you know, not when people ask me what I do and I say marketing ops, they're not just a blank stare that I'm getting back. You know, my parents still think I work for CSIS, which is like the Canadian version of the CIA or FBI, you know, like they don't have no clue. They just are like <laughs> You're traveling for work again, and you work with computer. Oh, okay, you know it's like they just—they yeah. just, they just go, I, It doesn't matter how many times I try to explain it, they—they're convinced I work for the Secret Service. Or something. <laughs> secret <laughs> <Right>.
3: Agent Naomi. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. It's uh, that's kind awesome. of like you know, there's there's truth in jest, right? They joke about it, but I'm like secretly, I think you guys actually believe this. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> I I think that there's just a lot of technology that's out there right now, and I think that. In the next five years, you might see, you know, some, a lot more acquisitions that we're seeing right now, right? Just continued acquisitions. And, you know, a lot of people kind of just seeing like, do we need all of this technology to be able to do what we need to do? Or can we like simplify things a little bit? Because there is, there can be a lot of noise, right? I think people kind of get, get zoomed out, you know, another year of virtual events. I don't, we're going to have to get a little bit more creative when it comes to how do we want to engage with our potential customers, right?
3: Yeah, no, I totally agree, and you can definitely get like, um, you know, <laughs> I think they call it Zoom fatigue and all that stuff. The tech, the tech factor, you know, the there's a lot of noise in the technology space. I think we've all seen the Martech, you know, eight thousand now, um, from Scott and and his team, uh, Scott Brinker. For those that maybe haven't heard of it, um, go look it up, and then. Um, yeah, I think I, from a marketing operations kind of professional development opportunity in the future, um, I think we've all kind of touched on it today, right? Like, we've talked a little bit about, like, it depends on what role you kind of want to have. Naomi, you're saying you never want to be far enough away from the technology to to not be dangerous, right, and um, really know exactly what it is that you're, you're talking about and have data to back it up and that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of went the other way right like i ended up moving from a marketing ops role into more of a growth role and then now i'm doing community work um and so i'm i'm about as far away from like a traditional marketing ops role as you can be these days um but the point is is that like i know enough of like how the technologies can work and can function that ideally what we do is we go hire these technologists um as a function to to really drive the excellence in that tool, in that suite, right? So like you, you kind of know at a certain point you make a decision, do you wanna maybe move up a little bit uh, in terms of strategy and, and, and kind of the approach to leveraging technology in your business and overseeing how that all fits into an organization uh, and then hire talent that you trust to go run it. Um, but you come from a place that says, hey, I know i know that this tool can function largely in this manner and therefore you know there's these kind of asks that are reasonable to make and i think i kind of i go back to i think naomi you you talked about learning html i too in my early days taught myself html um started building emails and websites and all that stuff and then i went a couple steps beyond that after i joined my first sas company mavenlink and i was like hey what's this ruby on rails thing all about right like because we were built on ruby um and our website was running on Rails, like ruby on rails so i went and took like a 30-day rails course to just try to understand how to do development work and that that was i mean part of it was that like am i going to stay in marketing ops because i have no idea what the career path looks like (laughs) and then part of it was like you know um if not, like maybe development work is like a really good path because look at there's money to be made there. like It's a hot market, still is. Um, but the other part was, hey, as I go to ask my team at this really early state, we were like under 30 employees at the time. Like when I go to ask the team for functionality that's either in the app or in the website, I'd like to know that what I'm asking for is like reasonable, right? And so this kind of goes back to the point that I was making where Maybe I've learned enough in marketing ops, and I think about like developing myself as a professional. That I can move into a, a place where I I know enough about how things work so that I can ask for un, a reasonable expectation of how to to bring a program to life. Right? Um, I may not know the latest feature of HubSpot or Marketo, uh, but generally speaking, if I get the updates, like I'm well versed enough in this space to just go and you know hire the talent that needs to be in place. And so I think like, you know, maybe the path in terms of like, what does your career path look like in marketing operations? it's, It's at some point, there's a split that you, it seems like still today, it's kind of, you're either gonna become a pretty deeply entrenched technologist because you just absolutely love making this tool do really, really cool things. And boy, do I fit into that bucket. But I also fell in love with the idea of like collaborating at the strategic level to try to like make a program come together. Um, so you know maybe you you move into like a, a business strategy role, which I which is I think like why we see functions like rev kind of popping up and stuff like that. Um, I think that's a whole other conversation for another day, but. Um, yeah. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get
0: there. I, I, right. I think I think. I think even just in today's conversation, I've already. You know, I think there's a couple of topics that we could go deeper on. Yeah. You know, my 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 take on this is what's really missing. I think in in terms of training development is, I, I've always thought of even though I've got a, a technology bent, I've always wanted to understand context and thought of technology as an enabler for, you know, in, in in the general sense of a business objective, right, or business strategy. And I think um, the real challenge for people entering it is you know, that there's deep technical stuff, and that's relatively easy to get access in terms of training and, and learning and communities and things like that. What's not really easy is training or development opportunities and things like that around the, you know, the strategy behind marketing and how do the, the technology and analytics and things like that play a role in it. And then how does that work? And I and I think, I think to me, it's really easy to get enamored, you know, with I can make this technology sing. I think you know, you know do something really cool. I think it's way you said it, Mike. And 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 that's great. But if it's just for the cool factor and it's not for some sort of objective, then it's not really going to help build the you know the the rest of the organization's view of marketing ops as a strategic partner. And I think that's what I'd like to see happening is it, one of the challenges I think we all run into is that, yeah, there's always sort of two, two, two parts of marketing ops or even rev ops or all these other ones, right, which is there's always the highly visible stuff, right, the email that's going out the door, the ads that are going out, the webinar that we're supporting that the rest of the organization sees in a, in a a really visibly. But then there's the other part of the iceberg that's below the surface of the water, which is making sure that. Marketo and Salesforce sync is happening, right? That you know, when we do a webinar that we're capturing, who's who's on there correctly? Are we capturing? You know, are we going to market with ads so that we can assess are they actually being effective? And to me, that's where you know, like, the, like so you need to have both capabilities, but you need to be able to have someone who can come in and not only do that, but also be able to uh, describe the value we're adding to the organization that goes be, you know. Which is always a challenge, right? In some ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. Our marketing partners often get more, you know, credit for a lot of the programs and things like that because the creative part and all that is much more visible than what we have historically done. And to me, that's one of the challenges we've got. And I think the more we can provide people with uh, communities like this, or even training opportunities that help help that promote a, from a business strategy standpoint, will be useful.
3: So yeah. Yeah, for sure. I and I think like um <laughs> you're t- you're touching on another thing that is is always a hot button item for me as as a marketing ops professional and, and thinking about like being an advisor, right? Um I think that's why so many of them move to uh move into like agency type of roles or consulting type of roles is because I think we want to be strategic advisors and we want to be involved in the strategic discussions because those other departments, the leaders in marketing, right, like communications or design or anything like that, may, they may not know how the technology could do something. And so they they try to lean on us, but sometimes they don't know what questions to ask. So I think that's something like maybe we could unpack in another show or something where we we think about like, what kind of questions can you ask your marketing ops team to try to like execute your programs and, um you know, deliver something really, really unique. Uh, but I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a ton of opportunity.
0: That's great. All right. So, you yeah, know, I think um, we've got a ton of stuff that I know that we're going to be able to get to in future episodes. So I'm excited about that. Is there anything like just on a personal level, like are you looking forward to 2021 about, um, I think we all were hoping that it would be look better than 2020 so far I'm not sure that's the case from a general world view standpoint but how about how about you anything you're looking forward to I
3: I'm I'm personally looking forward to seeing the community grow and seeing this show continue to uh grow <laughs> um and and hopefully no just no more no more covid one one day soon <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with Mike's sentiment, just super excited to see all the engagement that's happening in both the Slack channel and also our, you know, new online community and just, you know, no more COVID hopefully, um, and just seeing how people will combat Zoom fatigue while still keeping people engaged in new and creative ways. Um, always looking for a different and, you know, creative ways to generate leads, especially when everyone's kind of in the same boat stuck in front of a computer, right, and we're not inter- interacting with each other. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some interesting things that come out of this, but hopefully we kinda of get back to a semblance of I guess a new normal sooner than later.
3: Yeah, I agree. Okay. I hope that we can take this online community and bring it back to some in person engagements one of these days here and, mm-hmm. and really get a chance to shake hands mm-hmm. with some of these amazing MoPros. Let's mm-hmm. I don't know that'll happen in twenty twenty one. Maybe it's aspirational thinking, but twenty twenty
0: two. I wanna I want yeah. I want to be able to strip new normal from our whole, you know, vocabulary but vocabulary that's totally um <laughs> all right so I, you know i think this has been a great conversation thanks mike thanks you Naomi. Know, for those of you who've been listening or listening online afterwards thank you for being a part of this and we'd love your feedback on the show the topics um you know this format you know this is something new we wanted to try this little more of a talk show so if you, you know, in the future want to be a part of this either as a guest or as just someone calling in and asking questions, we would welcome that. Um, you know, if you're not part of the MoPros uh community, you should go out there and do that. Um, and that's at themoPros.com, T-A-T-M-O-P-R-O-S.com. You know, just uh send us, join there, send us uh feedback about the show, send us suggestions for topics, and uh, we look forward to the next one. If you wanna, you know, Keep up with these uh, podcasts as we record. You know, get them posted afterwards. You can go to com slash opscast. So it's slash O-P-S-C-A-S-T. So until next time, thanks. We look forward to it.
3: Thanks, Michael. Signing off. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Bye.